to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Coaching Radio. We have a fantastic show for all of you today. Uh, the topic, and Julie, please confirm, just to make sure I'm looking at the right, right notes, is the top 10 habits of top listing agents, correct? Yes, you got it. Looking forward to it. Okay, cool. So before we get to that, I want to let you guys know that we have a lot of fun guests coming on the next two weeks. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to tell you who they are. They're going to be great guests. They're, with a, the guy we're having on tomorrow is going to be somebody very controversial, somebody who basically thinks that real estate commissions are going to go the way of the dodo bird. Dodo bird's extinct, in case you didn't know that. Um, let's see. And then we're having an economist on the following week, and we're having several other high-profile guests. And I'll keep those. I'll keep you guys in suspense, but I'll just leave it at this. You guys know, and you can listen to our past shows at realestatecoachingradio.com. You know that pretty much every top-producing agent in the country um, is either a coaching student or a superstar with us, and so you're going to be hearing from all. You know, we're really trying hard over the next couple months to bring you guys some of the best of the best in the industry. And as always, we like to keep the radio show this podcast, we like to keep it really practical. So, you know, it's, I was actually on a phone call with Brad Inman. It's probably two months ago, and Brad was asking, and we couldn't, but Brad was asking me to maybe run a panel at um, one of the Inman events, and I was honored, right, to even be considered and all that. But, you know, he was he was funny. He said he wanted me to do this superstar panel, and he said, you know, when you ask so-and-so how they go about getting their business, and they tell you business networking, don't let them get away with it. And I just started to laugh because isn't that true? Isn't that how pretty much every single agent you ever listen to, they always tell you the same exact thing. And you know intuitively, you guys are all smart, you know that they're not telling, they're not spilling the beans, they're not giving you the real details. Um, you know, that used to drive me nuts when I first got into real estate. Julie and I got into real estate, you know, 20 years ago. When you listen to agents being interviewed on stage or back then, we used to listen to these Howard Britton tapes, and they'd always say the exact same thing. And, and you know they were holding back. Well, guess what? When you listen to our podcast, when you listen to this radio show, we don't let them just give us these surface little pat answers. These aren't just, you know... The, our radio show, as you guys know, is designed to educate you, motivate you, and get you into action. So know when we have these guests on that you're going to walk away with a head full of ideas and hopefully some uh, things you can implement right away to put you in action to be of service to others and make some moolah. So, Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Yes, thank you. It's great to be here, and I think that it's always a salient topic to talk about lots of different aspects of being a great listing agent. We say on virtually every call, no matter what the topic is, on every podcast, you know, the value of being a listing agent. That doesn't mean that we're anti-buyer. That just means that being a listing agent gives you more uh, stability. It gets you out of cash spurts and into cash flow. And honestly, of course, you can handle 10 listings easier than you can handle 10 buyers. It's just a time management hedge, if nothing else. So looking forward to today's calls. We're going to be talking about uh, 10 habits of top listing agents. And those are the ones who are, incidentally, also making all of the commissions. Well, you said I'm ready it if you are. best, Jules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you said it best. And this is everyone's. I know a lot of you guys take notes. I know a lot of brokers and office managers use this radio show as education, and that's great. So uh, start out with this, and then Julie's going to get to her notes. 
when you're working with buyers, and this is something Jules came up with, it's physical labor, and you're working with sellers, it's mental labor. And just think about it. You know, if you guys (laughs) – here's the thought for you. So, like, let's use what Julie just said. Let's say you had 10 listings right now. How would you actually feel 10 listings? Some of you, your first reaction is overwhelmed because you don't know how you do it. You don't have a system. But trust me, it's not that difficult. It's really actually rather simple to manage 10 sellers' expectations and get them sold and keep the sellers happy and all that. Much, much, much easier than working with buyers. Working with buyers, you know, if you had 10 buyers right now, you pretty much have no life for the next, what, three months, safe to say. And as more inventory comes on, of course, they're going to procrastinate making their decisions any longer. And, you know, whatever, whatever is going to happen, and you're going to end up in this constant paradigm of always driving around, showing properties. And then what's going to happen is what's happened to you probably in years past where the spring's going to, you know, become the summer and the summer's going to become the fall, and you're not even going to come close to meeting your expectations. And you're going to wonder what the heck happened. And, and, and Julie just told you what the heck happened. You were focusing on the wrong end of the business. You must be focusing on becoming a listing agent. It is, as we said, mental work. You do have to learn to be more professional. You do have to learn your scripts, your objection handlers, your listing presentation, your pre-listing pack. You do have to treat it like you own an actual business because guess what you do? You are a business person. You are an entrepreneur. Many of you could have been successful and are successful and will be successful at many, many different aspects of business, not just real estate. So if you are willing to actually professionalize and see the opportunity that real estate is, if you're willing to put your mind in that state, guys, trust me, this is the best opportunity you're going to experience. Okay, Warren Buffett came out with a quote about the economy the other day. And let's, let's, let's assume that Warren Buffett is worth listening to pretty much about everything other than politics. But let's, let's just listen to what he said. He said, in essence, because obviously there's a lot of doom and gloom coming out about the economy, coming about this, coming about that. Let's just set all that crap aside, and let's just listen to what Warren said. He said, probably uh, starting like you know now, there will be no better place in the world uh, to live, uh, no better place in the world to make money, no better place in the world to make uh, to build a company, no better place in the world to invest in a company because he's obviously an investor, no better place in the world to find opportunity than the United States over the next couple decades. For all the reasons we've been telling you guys, it's nice that Warren Buffett is finally coming around to listening to Julie and I for his economic advice. Don't you think, Julie? <laughs> there you go. About time. Yeah. Okay, so if any of you guys are feeling even a tinge of discouragement, a tinge or even a slight taint of um, you know pessimism, you got to be seeing the other side of the fence and realizing that you probably are just listening to, paying attention to, reading, watching stuff that's reinforcing you essentially not becoming the best version of you. If there's ever anything we can do for you guys, what do you do? Um, you obviously ask for help. You can ju- email Julie or I directly, Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com. And remember, we are doing a special event. Uh, I think we're doing it three times this week. Uh, and this is an event where we're literally going to be exposing you guys to the people in this market that are making the most money, that are having the most success, that are utilizing the most cutting-edge ideas. And you guys can register for that training event. It's completely free. And just go to agentmillions.com, agentmillions.com. So write that down, agentmillions.com. That's going to be your homework. All right, Julie, let's jump to it. All right, perfect. So, again, we're talking about the habits of top listing agents, the ones who are making all the commissions. So habit number one. They have a pre-listing routine. Now, we've talked extensively on previous podcasts of what that might consist of, but they have and they follow a pre-listing routine. That consists of previewing, 
affirmations, prayer, showing up early. They review the seller's motivation, the time frame, and their pricing prior to arriving at that appointment. They get in the zone. They actually call it getting into the zone. They've worked on this. They've perfected it. And furthermore, they never show up unprepared. They actually have a pre-listing routine. And Tim, I had a uh, coaching client recently tell me that one of the things that's made a huge difference in her taking the listing versus not is something really simple in her pre-listing routine. She drives through the neighborhood for 10 or 15 minutes prior to her appointment so that she ensures that not only is she showing up on time or early, but she's also scanning specifically for any listings that might have a pending sign on them or a coming soon that she wouldn't have caught just doing a simple MLS search for the CMA. Now, why is she doing that? Her comment was, I got so sick of the seller saying, well, what about that house and what about that house, and feeling like that threw me off of my pricing game that I decided to prior to every listing appointment, I was going to make sure that never happened again. And that's added a lot to her confidence, and she is now list taking more listings and having a better uh, you know, listing to appointment ratio, if that makes sense. A lot of these things seem simple, but they can make a big difference. So habit number two of the top listing agents. They focus on the prospect's needs, tailoring the message to the individual. They do not use a cookie-cutter presentation, but they do follow a proven system. So, Tim, like, what's the difference between cookie-cutter presentation versus following a system? I mean, isn't a presentation a system? Does this make any sense, this point? Well, it does. Well, I was just on the coaching call with one of the top agents in uh, L.A., Ben Salem, who I've coached mm -hmm. for years. And Ben is working on his pre-listing pack, and he's making his pre-listing pack. He's using our pre-listing pack, obviously, and then he's actually having it bound. It's going to be a book. You know, <laughs> Actually, the cover of the book gets us listeners. Mm -hmm. um, he, I'm going to put this on our Facebook page so coaching students, you can actually see this. But the cov it's bound, and the covers uh, of the book is actually metal, and it's going to have engraved oh, cool. on it his logo. Isn't it cool? And the and the pages themselves are this high end, you know, really thick. Now he's going to spend probably 150 bucks per pre-listing pack, but guess what? His average sale price is three and a half million, so it all works well, out. Makes sense. Um, so one of the things, so one of the things to Julie's point that we we're just he and I are just working on basically some of his uh, copy editing for the different pages. You know what they're supposed to say, and his page said marketing plan, and I thought, well, if I'm a three and a half to five to seven to ten million dollar seller, marketing plan sounds kind of you know generic. So we uh, changed it, and it's going to be a, a tailor-made, you know, bespoke marketing plan. He's going to start using these types of words to appeal to that higher-end seller. Now, how does that apply to what Julie just said? Because if you're presenting somebody to somebody who has that higher-end home, they're going to expect you to know about where their buyer came from, and so you're going to want to emphasize your international marketing plan if you're living in a community like where he lives, where a lot of the buyers do come from overseas. Whereas if you're selling in a market like where Julie and I originally started, where essentially everyone just moves from the small house in the neighborhood to the big house in the neighborhood, you know, yeah. in Clinton, and Ohio, you know, <laughs> and then back again exactly when they get older. Well, I mean, that's where we start selling real estate. So those people obviously aren't going to give a hooey about international buyers. And those, and when you're presenting to that type of buyer, or I'm sorry, seller, you're going to need to, you know, emphasize what's important to them, your local community involvement and those types of things. So the tailor-made approach that we definitely prescribe that all of you have starts out with you following the listing presentation. Now I know I'm preaching to the choir with our coaching clients. So coaching clients, it's critical, absolutely imperative that you use the Sharpie close. 
Um, the strategy closes where you are asking the seller what's most important to them and what needs to happen or what need that they need to be satisfied with is you being, you know, basically a really good at for them to choose you to uh, be uh, for the job of listing their home. That is part of the listing process. That ties into the pre-listing pack. That is a tailor-made approach. One size fits all doesn't work for you guys. You guys sign up for us as co- to be your coaches because we're not just trying to, you know, fit you into a one size all uh, coaching program. We do take in, into consideration, and all of our coaches do, you know, your attributes and your, you know, we work with you as an individual, and that's how you have to approach every one of your sellers. Julie, that's exactly it. So, point number three, or habit number three. The top listing agents check their own body language and that of their prospects, changing course if they're getting a negative or a neutral vibe. In other words, they're present. Well, how do you know that? We talked about this on previous podcasts a little bit when we were talking about body language on listings. But, you know, when they cross their arms and they lean back a little bit or they push their chair back from the table or, you know, I remember when we were learning this, we had an instance where one of the homeowners got up and started doing the dishes. Well, maybe we had lost their attention, right? Or maybe they just had a burning need to do the dishes. But the point is that you're paying attention, right? So if they seem like they're just kind of not really present with you, maybe you need to change the nature of your questions. Maybe you didn't do a great job pre-qualifying before you showed up. So the point is that our top producing listing agents actually check their body language and that of their prospects. They're present and they they take action, they change course if they're getting that negative vibe versus just continuing with their cookie-cutter presentation and praying to the real estate gods that somehow they got through to that seller. So point number four, or habit number four, the listing agent is sensitive to the personality style that they're presenting to, and they present the way that person wishes without expecting the prospect to change to be more like them. Now, the prospect or the homeowner in this case, as we're talking about listings, the way they would define it is they would say things like, well, we just didn't hit it off if that listing or, agent or – go ahead. Or we just clicked. I just emotionally yeah, – I just hopefully. immediately felt attached. You know, I immediately felt we – hit it off. Well, let's, let's, let, let's give another story. Okay, so mm-hmm. Rochelle, who some of you guys know, has been uh, working for Julie and I in one capacity or the other. She's now one of our coaches for – 15 years, maybe even more. I don't even remember. And I remember mm-hmm. when we first met Rochelle, she lacked versatility. You know, she was this uh, fitness instructor, and she, you know, was uh, somebody very gregarious, demonstrative, very outgoing, huge extrovert. So when she would be matched with buyers who were introverts, who were accountants, who were, you know, basically not like her, when she was first getting started with us, those people would not want to work with her, and she didn't understand why. So what is happening is she didn't have the versatility to basically adapt to how they wanted to be um, treated. It's not their job to become like you. It's your job to become like them. And we're not talking about faking it. We're not talking about essentially making it so you guys are feeling like somehow you're, you know, you know, we're asking you to put on the white belt and the white shoes and become Benny the car salesman. That's not what we're suggesting. What we're suggesting is that if your job is to be able to provide a high level of service, part of that is being very sensitive to the folks you're trying to help and delivering information to them in a format that they can receive it. I'll use Ben Salem as another example. So he and I were talking about the order. Remember, his pre-listing pack isn't in the same format that we normally prescribe, so he's going to have it in like a book format. And he was talking about what pages go first because he's, again, not using the exact prescribed format, which is fine because his idea is great. Um, and he said, and he was right about this on our coaching call, he said, well, you know, I, 
the first pages that were going to go in there was to be about Ben Salem. And there's this really great article that was featured in Bro- Brokerage and Mar- uh, uh, Magazine in L.A., so that article is going to go there. The next page is probably going to be some family pictures about his family. So we're going to, you know, we're going to cover our bases as far as the amiable and showing that Ben's successful and all the rest of it. And then after that, we're going to get into more of the analytical, the more of the hard facts, the more of the statistics, the days in the market, the list-to-sell price ratio. And then we're going to get into the marketing plan. Then we're going to get, you know, we're going to really, you know, get into the weeds about the marketing plan, international marketing plan, local marketing plan. These are all the types of things that high-end sellers really like, but not all high-end sellers. And he and I were talking about the fact that probably for the most part, most people won't get past the first four pages because they're just going to like him having read the articles and having seen him and his golden retriever right. and him and his two boys skiing. You know, that's so you guys got to balance your approach, but when you're presenting uh, when you're presenting to somebody in person, and we talk about this in previous radio shows, there's probably a dozen pre- previous radio shows on DISC personality style. Now, <laughs> let's set aside how uh, scientific the whole personality profiling stuff is, because it's really not. But conceptually, conceptually, it is very helpful when you're learning how to be a great salesperson. Because it does help you identify what your attributes are, what your natural tendencies are, whether you're direct or indirect, whether you talk slow or talk fast, whether you're uh, all those, you know, introvert, extrovert, all these types of things. But it also, when you study that, it also gives you a almost immediate way of identifying what the personality style is of the person that you're actually communicating with. Thus, you can set aside maybe the personality style that you are, and then you can become more like the person that you're trying to appeal to. I mean, Julie's normally uh, naturally an analytical person, more of an introvert, more of a studier and a thinker. But when she's presenting to somebody who's an extrovert, she's going to obviously change herself so she talks a little bit faster, she's a little bit more direct. She's going to get in rapport with those folks so ultimately, they'll want to do business with her. Does that make sense, listeners? I know it does. And if you've had challenges with this particular point in the past, here's the way you'll know. Ask yourself how many folks, like think of the last three or four or five folks you've done business with, or even your friends, let's say. How many of those people are just like you, right? How many of these people are literally just like you? More or less, same personality, same hobbies, same foibles, same everything. Probably everybody you know and everybody you're close with is literally, essentially, exactly like you. Well, that tells you that ultimately you don't have very much versatility because you're not able to befriend people or do business with people that are not like you. So you're only able to do business with maybe a couple of the different personality styles. Worth studying, worth understanding, worth applying. Go listen to past radio shows. Like I said, we've probably done, I bet we've done 20 past radio shows on that topic. Realestatecoachingradio.com, just go and listen to them easily, right? It's one of our favorite topics. Yeah, well, and I always think, you know, occasionally we have these calls with agents that are, you know, asking about coaching, and and they'll, you know, always do a free coaching call, get to know them, and ask questions. And a lot of times we'll have somebody that just had, like, a bad round of either uh, pendings or closings or leads, and they've decided that they hate real estate because everybody's a jerk. Well, for if that's happening to you right now, it's probably got something to do with a versatility challenge. Yeah, there are people who are jerks in real estate, but guess what? They're the same people who are jerks everywhere else. They cut you off on the freeway. They ditch you in line at the grocery store. It has nothing to do with real estate. You've got to be more versatile to have more peace in your transactions. So take that point seriously. Okay, so next habit of top producing listing agents. They nail the opening and the closing of the presentation 
answering questions during the presentation so the close becomes nearly effortless. This is a major point, and Tim, I remember this was one of our major aha moments that we had when we were working on our listing presentation and upgrading everything when we did that, and we had that light bulb, oh, if you deal with their objections during the presentation, you're not setting yourself up to handle them at the end of the presentation, which is when you're supposed to be closing them. So this is a lot of the work that we do that our coaches are working on with the listing presentation skills and scripts and setting you up, and part of the reason you use a pre-listing package. So major habit. Top listing agents nail the opening and the closing, answering questions during the presentation so the close becomes effortless. Habit number six, they're not afraid of a bit of silence. They're less quick to fill in the gaps and better at listening to the prospect. Another presentation item for you. They're not afraid of that silence. They don't have that whole fire hose effect of continuing to talk. Point number seven or habit number seven, they don't give up at the first no or when they hear, we need to think about it, they continue to close. They don't give up at the first no. And people who Julie, study sales, go ahead. Well, we need to be careful on that one, right? Because now, unless they know our system, unless they're existing yeah. coaching clients, they know about, they're going to be, oh, my God, Tim and Julie are like waterboarding people to get them to say yes. <laughs> no. No, that's not So, guys, here's, here's our definition mean. of closing. It's not, well, maybe some cases, right? <laughs> but here, here's <laughs> our... Prospect. Here's our definition of a close, and, and I probably am stepping on my lovely wife's toes as she was probably just about to say this, so I apologize okay. if that's the case, Julie. Um, right. But a close is a natural a natural end to a presentation. That's it. It's not a it's not a real heavy you know pressured environment. It's a natural end to a presentation. Again, I know a coaching clients follow the listing process, generate the lead, pre-qualify the lead, know the seller's motivation. Send the pre-listing pack. Call before you go on the listing appointment. Follow the um, listing process. Most critically, follow the Sharpie close. When you go through that process, our listing process, it's easy for you to take the listing because by the time you get there, the pre-listing pack by itself will have won you the listing in most cases. I'm not exaggerating. We have had dozens, hundreds of agents <laughs> who had no right to take the listing, especially from top-producing agents who did it because they followed the process. Sellers would say, this is something, pre-listing pack is something that no one else sent or no one sent something to this level. What the pre-listing pack does, guys, is it eliminates all the big, heavy, sort of sweat-inducing uh, questions, right? It, it takes care of all of it. When you follow our process, by the time you get to the seller's house, they already know about your commission. They already know about your listing term. They already know about your marketing plan. They already know about what you're going to do. They already know about who you are. They already know about all of that. They, you will not get questions like, why should I list with you? You will not get questions with like, why should I list with you over so-and-so? You will not get questions that are going to put you in a situation where you feel defensive. Okay? A lot of you guys are avoiding becoming listing agents because you either have been or fear being in a conversation where you are going to feel defensive. Well, it's when you don't follow a proven plan, um, you will find yourself in situations where sellers will put you in the corner and they'll ask you questions that they'll know when you're BSing your way out of them. That is not something that you know is going to result in a good favorable outcome. So I strongly suggest, especially existing coaching clients, you use the system as closely as possible. We want you to like use these scripts, use the pre-qualification 
but we want you to internalize it. We're not proponents of memorizing. We want you to internalize it. It's different than memorizing. Memorizing is you'd be using our words, saying it exactly our way. Uh, internalizing means you understand what the question is, and then you use your own parlance, your own, like Julie and I live just north of Austin, right? Well, you go 15 minutes in either direction to where we live, and then people start sounding like Texans. <laughs> when you go down to Austin, <laughs> or even where we live, you know, we're just a little bit north of Austin, people sound like we sound. So they don't know that we're not from Texas, but you go any direction, you know, I'll tell you guys something funny. There was a real estate broker um, in uh, uh, just north of Austin, and he had a uh, commercial property for sale that Julie and I were interested in par- purchasing as a possible investment. And the guy's name was Tim Harris, right? So and funny. I have to tell you, I laughed for almost 10 minutes straight. I called him up, and here's what I heard. Hello, this is Tim Harris. <laughs> you reached me on my cell phone. <laughs> Please. And God bless him. He's a great broker, probably one of the best brokers in this part of the state. I'm not, But it was just hilarious to hearing somebody say my name in a deep Texas, you know, slow twin. tone. <laughs> yes, my Texas twin, right. So in any event. That's what we mean. And when you follow the process, there is no big, you know, <laughs> there is no big waterboarding moment as far as the clothes. There is right. no big, powerful, fancy, you know, question where you'll have these sellers be uncomfortable. They're like, after they, after you follow the process, they're like, okay, cool. Let's get this paperwork out of the way. And they expect and it. When would and good, in fact, they, expect they it. think that, yeah, they think it's weird if you don't close when you have followed that process. They actually right. expect it. So I'm going to burn through these next points so that we don't run out of time here. Point, uh, habit number eight, top agents know that you have to list to last, so they are quick to what we like to say, lather, rinse, repeat. Instead of living from listing to listing or check to check, they go recreate it. They don't just take the listing and have their celebratory dance for the next 30 days waiting for it to close. They go do it again and again and again, following that same system of lather, rinse, repeat. They know you've got a list to last. Habit number nine, top agents never stop learning. If they don't take the listing, they always ask why that was and correct course to the, to, so that the same mistake isn't repeated again. And our coaches are pretty hard on you guys as our coaching clients. When we hear that you didn't take it and we know you're working on your listing skills, you've got to find out why for two reasons. One is it's peace of mind. It might not be for the reason you thought and secondly, so that you can fix it and not have that same issue come up again and again. So those top agents never stop learning. Maybe they're taking 9 out of 10 listings. That 10th one they didn't get, they're still finding out why. And habit number 10, top listing agents, you might guess what this point was going to be, have a coach who holds them accountable to appointments, to listings, listings taken and goals attained. It's not enough to just say, hey, I want to take more listings this year. That's a dream. A goal is definitive. A goal is something you're accountable to. It has a number on it. It's measurable. It's specific. And it's driving that income so that you can have the lifestyle of your dreams. A great coach holds you accountable to that. So it's not a, it, it is not a surprise that most top listing agents are coached. That's not a surprise. It's because somebody's keeping the train on the tracks for them even as they're busier and busier and busier. So those are the top 10 habits of the listing agents who are incidentally the ones who are generally making most of the commissions in your market wherever you live. Make sense, Tim? Julie, let's, let, let's take a second yeah. there. 
and let's talk about what it means to be coached when you're already like the big dog. Because a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of listeners, so we have a hundred and probably six thousand people that are now regular listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So mm-hmm. what a lot of you guys do, you, uh, it's interesting to me. You think that well. A lot of you think that coaching is something that you have when you're first getting started or coaching is something you have when you're going from one level to the next. And you know what? You're right. Those are two great times to hire a coach. But really, one of the most critical times to hire a coach is when you're at the top of your game because the problem is when you're at the top of your game, when you're at that cruising altitude or when you have momentum, there's a bunch of different words for it, but basically everything starts getting easy. You know, you start, a lot of you guys listening, I know you guys in this, you know, you're in this place, you're getting the calls, people referring stuff to you. It just seems like everything you touch turns to gold. I get it. That is one of the most critical times for you to hire a coach because you start easily getting complacent. And a lot of times ego starts to basically enter into the equation and you start, uh, you stop learning and you stop being critical. So the very things that were necessary for you to get to this wonderful place that a lot of you are finding yourselves, I'm talking about agents selling two, 300 houses a year. I'm talking about agents that are making you know millions of dollars per year. You've listened to them on our um, past radio shows at Real Estate Coaching Radio. So those guys are the ones that are usually the most uh, responsive and appreciative of coaching because a great coach can, you know, not worry about offending them, not worry about appeasing their egos. They're surrounded by sycophants. They're surrounded by people kissing their butts. They're surrounded by people telling them they're great. Everybody thinks and everybody's reinforcing this sort of, you know, grandiose version of themselves, except a great coach. A great coach is going to say, why aren't you saving more money? A great coach is saying, why, you know, why have you left that job unfilled or why haven't you fired that person? A great coach is going to say, you know, what happened with that? Like, I'll give you another. This is a, I love, Julie and I love talking about our coaching clients because really, you know, that's what this is all about. Brandon Jackson, he listens every day. He sent me an email over the weekend, and I had my coaching call with him earlier. He's one of the top, um, you know, he's high garden realty, top brands in, you know, North Carolina, Indiana. Indiana. You guys know what I'm talking about. Incredible company. So he had this seller who was an absolute, let's just say, difficult person to deal with, okay? And he sent me this email. And the email was over the weekend. He was CCing me on this really abusive, nasty email he got from this guy. You know, you, if you've been in the game long enough, you're going to find these sociopath types. They're going to all of a sudden show up as one of your clients. And he wanted desperately to fire this guy. And I wouldn't let him. I suggested that he not fire the guy, that he sees that the guy's just coming from an emotional state of being panic, insecure, out of control, and that, yeah, for a while, Brandon has to be a little bit of an emotional punching bag for this guy, and he needs to learn from this experience. He needs to have, uh, personally, he needs to become stronger. Personally, he needs to have better systems in place when he finds himself doing business with some of these people. Whereas with a lot of you guys, you, you have these great Oh, I I got to fire a seller. I got to fire a buyer. Guys, that is usually a failure of your ability to be versatile. It's a failure of your ability to be able to essentially take care of that particular client's needs. It's not something you should be celebrating. Firing a a client should be something that never happens. Now, I had another great – I talked about Ben Salem earlier. He had (laughs) – it's funny, all this happened over the weekend. He had uh, this lady who was – an ex-real estate broker, 
who had this property that, you know, was overpriced. And, of course, she wouldn't listen to Ben on price. And she was even more abusive than Brandon's emails. And, of course, Ben loved sending me the emails, you know, a few of the emails he got from her. And they were horrible. I mean, she wanted him to come over. And remember, Ben is this guy that sells, like, multimillion-dollar properties, private jets, you know, chauffeured Bentleys, the whole nine yards. And so this lady wanted Ben to come over prior to every single showing and, like, personally clean her house. You know, if one light if one light was left on or whatever, he he would be given the riot act. And not just hey, a light was left on, but a light was left on. And here's you know, 14 paragraphs on why you're an evil bastard kind of email. So he's asked Fun. the same thing as, as as Brandon, right? Well, Julie, it's not like we haven't had clients like that. And so <laughs> no, you know, know, even even so, you know, several of their names were popping like into mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, so so he wanted to he wanted to fire her. So month after month after month, oh, this lady. And I said, dude, it's overpriced. I know, but you won't listen to me about price. And I helped him get the price down. We practiced some scripts, some techniques, got the price down. Guess what? It's sold. So when I talked to him last, it was, hey, guess what? You know, that particular seller, the house is in contract, all cash, no contingencies, closing, you know, 45 days or whatever. So what happened? He got his skills up. Whereas before, he would have just fired her. And this is a guy that arguably is near the top of the mountain as far as his uh, success in his career. So that's the cool thing about this industry in particular. It's not necessarily true with other industries, but in this industry, you can, the more you learn, the more you earn. There's like a direct correlation between what you know and how much you basically put in your pocket every year. That's kind of cool. Don't you think, Julie? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So the the it's, only question is what you guys are going to do with all of this, and don't just you know stop listening. And go, oh yeah, that was a fun podcast. Actually, take it to heart, implement it, internalize it. If you want to get to that next level, just adopt those habits of the top producing listing agents. Adopt the mindset that Tim's talking about of how to handle those clients and those challenges. Here's the thing: when you're a struggling agent, you have more of those challenges, but they don't ultimately go away. What changes is how you handle them, the volume in, in which you're lead generating so that you can be a little bit more particular, your skill set and pre-qualifying the crazy people out of your life for as much as you can. I have a rule with my coaching clients, you know, if you're following the system, for the most part, you're not going to have a lot of conflict because you won't be listing the ones that you, sh- you know, that aren't motivated and crazy pricing and all that. But if they made it through your filter and they are currently a signed buyer or signed listing you know, client with you, you are obligated to, agree, to do a great job, and maybe that makes you uncomfortable now and then. But they made it through your filter. You promised to do a killer job for them, so that's where a lot of your skill comes in, and that's where experience makes a big difference. So that's one of the things that the coaches will push you on is to get you into those situations that maybe you're a little bit uncomfortable with, but you end up profiting from and learning from in spite of, sometimes being uncomfortable. That's okay. i got to jump to a coaching call, Tim. I think you do too. So hopefully <laughs> I do. these guys I do. run so, with this stuff. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, so uh, real quick shout out. Um, we're going to have these guys back on. Really excited. It's one of our uh, surprise guests is mojocells.com. Really, guys, Mojo Sales should be an absolute staple in every one of your uh, businesses. It's absolutely critically necessary that if MojoSales.com, if you know, if you're serious about your business, that is probably one of the first things uh, that you have to subscribe to because it's such a cool system. Literally, it goes and finds phone numbers for you, finds expired for sale by owners. It basically loads them into a database. It makes the dials for you. 
You can have our scripts and objection handers in the wall as you read it. It also, and this is the part that is really great for essentially tracking, it actually tracks, you know, essentially how efficient you're becoming day after day after day. You apply that. Now, see, that's something that all of you guys can do. Some of you guys are, you know, new in the business or newish in the business, or some of you are just coming back in the business, all different variations. And how do I get them to be a listing agent? And, and some of you guys will send us emails and say, Tim, should I do this ridiculously expensive thing? Or should I do this ridiculous? No, don't do any of that stuff. You guys have got to get your skills up first, and there's no better way to do that than call the sellers who already have their hands in the air. Those are your for sale by owners and your expired. Doesn't it make sense? If you want a listing, stop driving by those FISBOs on the way to your office. Go knock on their door. Use our scripts. Chances are, because you guys know statistically most for sale by owners end up listing anyway, they're going to list with you. So don't make this so difficult. It's the businesses out there. It's all the way around you. It's you know you're surrounded by opportunity. It's not a big mystery. You don't have to you know spend a ton of money to generate listing leads. They're out there everywhere, constantly and forever. They will be because people's lives always change, no matter what the economy is or who's being elected president or all the rest of it. Buying and selling will always be happening because it doesn't even have to be seen as an investment. People have babies, people downsize, people move, people do go through life changes, so there will always be folks that need to buy or sell real estate. Make it so they buy or sell with you, okay? So MojoSales.com is a great place, absolutely must-have tool for your real estate practice. Guys, as always, if there's ever anything we can do for you, please feel free to contact us directly at Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Your homework from today's show is get registered for agentmillions.com. So go to agentmillions.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Oh, special guest interview tomorrow. So make sure you tune in with a sharpened pen if that's even possible so you can take great notes. Have a great day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.